Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 260. A lot of cool stuff on this episode. No interview, but we do have an interview lined up coming up, and mm-hmm. we will have some others that we are working on. I know the Razors in the night we will hopefully be doing in May before they do their show uh, Memorial Weekend there that was rescheduled. So interviews coming, not on this episode. I have a wide variety of stuff to listen to, Eric. Oh, yes, you do. You <laughs> always do. Always do. It's an uh, endless stream. Oh, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, a lot of cool stuff to get to. Let's get to the new songs so we can get into the actual new songs that we're playing on the show. Uh, we're going to start on April 11th. Primer Regimen, they released 1983, which is an EP. The Darts released Love Tsunami EP on the 12th. Subculture released the Rockstar Who Failed 95 to 2020. That uh, was also on the 12th. Bitch Queens released a, a split with Scumbag Millionaire. That was on the 13th. Ford's Fuzz Inferno released Fuzz of the Universe. That was an EP. We played them just a couple episodes back. Soap Charge, they released a new single called Rock and Roll Freaks. Slackers released... Don't Let the Sunlight Fool You. I'll be playing that in a couple weeks. The Sewer Cats released Cute Aggression on TNS Records, also on TNS Records. Nexo released False Flag. We played a track off of there a few weeks prior to that. It's been probably a month since we played that Nexo track. Yeah, I believe it was the False Flag. Yep. Yep. That was a good one. Yes. I mean, other shit is good. I went and listened to all of it. Yes. <laughs> Strawman Army released SOS on La Vida Sun Amus Discos. Crashed Out released Against All Odds on Demons Run Amok. Captain Asshole, that's a funny name, uh, they released <laughs> Successfully Not Giving Up. SPAM Records, uh, Diario de Bordo released Al Diala del Buyo on Rusty Knife Records. The Devil's Rejects released Lower Class Anthems for the Damned, also on the 15th. As you can tell, the 15th was a very busy release date. A couple more on the 15th were Cheerio State released Fuck the Borders, but no you on fuck if you're going to look that up. FCK, The Borders, Crosshairs released a demo, demo EP on Slow Death Records on the 15th. Prince Daddy and the Hyena released self-titled Prince Daddy and the Hyena, which is a very strange name. I listened to it. It was all right. Uh, That's on Pure Noise Records. Uh, That also came out on the 15th. And finally, from the 15th, Onda Arada HC released Terra Arasada, and that was a single. Then, on the 16th, Grandine released Discography on Here and Now Records. Dead Evil released Bite the Viper single on the 18th. Analog Decryption released New Vacation single on Little Willie Records on the 18th. It probably would have been a great song to play on this episode, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute Good. as to why. Uh, Inominaves Ino, Ino released Farias M. Helsinki. That is a South American band. I can't remember if they're from Argentina or Brazil. I forget offhand. But they released uh, Farias M. Helsinki, which is Holidays in Helsinki. 
And that came out on the 18th. The Eradicator released a single called Squash Bender, and that'll be the first single of a forthcoming EP. I mean, an EP, LP. The Scoffs released Just Cause EP on the 19th. Fighting Against Monuments released Wastelands EP on the 20th. Field of Flames released Constructing a War Against You on Indecision Records or will be on the 22nd. No Quarter is releasing Fear and Loathing on the Pacific Highway on Melodic Punk Style on the 22nd. Snuff will be releasing Crepusicolo Dorato on Melodic Punk Style as well on the 22nd. No Restraints will be releasing Stand Our Ground on Demons Run Amok. The Fuzz Tones releasing Encore on Cleopatra Records on the 22nd. Spill Your Guts is releasing The Wrath It Takes on the 25th. Patty and the Rats will be releasing From Wasteland to Wonderland on the 29th. Nofnog, N-O-F-N-O-G, is releasing Insomnia on the 29th. And finally, Firepower will be releasing a new EP. I can't remember if it's self-titled or not, but it should be coming out on the 29th. A lot of different labels like Lake Town, Liberty or Death, Pirates Press, LSM, all those you can find. You should be able to find that fairly easily to get it. And that is the band playing, is the band members from Mob Mentality and the... Vocals are Al from Marching Orders. So, huh. that will all be coming out. Eric, anything you want to add or anything you're looking forward to? Um, I don't really got much to add or uh, really kind of uh, preempt, but I do have a list of artists' new stuff that I have been listening to and have been getting really, getting really into. Probably the first I got to mention is the new Short Fuse track. The, uh, oh God, I don't even remember what it was called. Liberation Dance. Okay. Yeah, Liberation Dance. I listened to that again. And then I come to find, huh, these guys have other releases. <laughs> <laughs> so but I've been going down the rabbit hole a bit on them. And oh my God, they are so good. Such good melodic hardcore in the same vein as like a, as like a Modern Life is War, uh, Verse, even a bit of Comeback Kid, just not as heavy. Okay. Um, yeah, and I've been listening to The Runts quite a bit, that new uh, Jumpstart single they put out, and as well as the new EP from Disowned, Empty Inside. Okay. So yeah, I got that coming up in a couple weeks here. Awesome. And yeah, that's some of the new stuff that I've been listening to. Um, we can go into mine unless you have something else no, to say. No, that is it. New right. tracks, you know what has come out and what will be coming out. Now let's talk about some stuff. Stuff that we're actually going to play on the show today. Okay. As for the new track that I chose for this one, I chose one of the newest singles from the upcoming album from Los Angeles hardcore heavyweights, Terror. Oh yeah, Terror. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting for years for them to give us a proper full-length release. The last of which was the 25th hour. Which came back, which came out in uh, 2015. Okay, 2015. That's oh god, that's seven years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we did get a full length from them and an EP. I mean, the full, but the full length was that uh, live, the live recordings of their of the songs from their first two albums with their original guitarist. So yeah, that technically counts as a new album, but it's more of a revisiting. A remake, a reimagining, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. It's a, a reboot. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, you can count that one. You can, yeah, you can count it as a sort of new album, but I don't. 
Uh, I'm talking about an album with fresh new material, and it is coming out on the 6th of May called Pain Into Power. And there are two singles that are out right now, one of which is Boundless Contempt. That's the song that I am going to be playing tonight. But before I do, I got to point out that there is a song, uh, the other single that came out, Can't Help But Hate, that features none other than Corpse Grinder of Cannibal Corpse. And just as Corpse Grinder, his solo project. <laughs> yep, lately he's been uh, g- delving into his uh, interest in hardcore. So much so that he was sought out by Scott Vogel himself to to provide some <laughs> to provide some uh, vocal licks on one of their singles. Yeah. There are going to be a few more features on that album, but that remains to be seen, the I- identities of which anyway. Um but listen to that other uh, listen to that other single. Uh, but for now, listen to Boundless Contempt. This is the newest from Terror. Check it out. <laughs> Something I want to point out is that uh, in this specific album, based on what I've heard, it feels like they're scaling back to their more uh, primitive production techniques. It's not so polished. It sounds a bit more raw, ever so slightly. Like, I'm not saying that Terra was very polished uh, in recent years. <laughs> they're actually getting a little bit more back to uh, back to basics. And another thing I want to point out is Scott Vogel's vocals. <laughs> They've gotten a bit different as the years went on, but if you compare it to uh, the last couple of albums that they put out, like a, uh, like I said, Twenty Fifth Hour or Live by the Code, Keepers of the Faith, he's gotten a he's very deep in those albums. This one, I don't know if you heard, his vocals seem a bit more high, like high pitched. Oh. 
Yeah, like it's a. Uh, Again, not really by much, but for me, who has uh, ate up Tara's dis- discography for the past mm. decade, I've uh, I tend to notice little the little intricacies like that. So I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's actually new and it is very good. So yeah, I look forward to the rest of this album. Tara is uh, they're killing it so far. I don't I don't remember a time where they haven't been killing it. Honestly. <laughs> They've just been the they've just been the same throughout the years. They stuck to their stuck to their roots for better or worse, and they are still going strong to this day. So, yep, keep LA hardcore alive, people. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to a place that's not LA and it's not hardcore. We're moving to Minneapolis, Minnesota, for the band Toilet Rats. So, have you ever heard of Toilet Rats? <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a certain uh, Stephen King adaptation, but they were called the Shit Weasels. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Different thing. Uh, the band Toilet Rats. I hadn't heard of them previous, but I want to thank Tommy for reaching out, sending Toilet Rats three, which is an EP. I think there were six tracks on there. They're cool. I liked them a lot. Even sent me a radio edit version of this track, which I thought it was my favorite, Mall Goth. But we're not listening to the radio edit because we don't need to do that. Radio's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any edit. We're just going to listen to it as it was intended to be heard. Uh, but as I was saying towards the beginning when I was talking about analog decryption, there's a variety of sounds that I'm going to be playing today. This is very like new wave-ish, punk, whatever. You can decide for yourself. But I liked it a lot. The track Molgoth comes off of Toilet Rats 3, which came out on April Fool's Day this year, April 1st. Let's get into some toilet rats. Here we go with Malgoth.
as it implies the song title, Mall Goth, Goth, Emo, whatever. You know, I can picture yeah. the you know the South Park Goths, how you know the music that they're dancing <laughs> <laughs> dancing to, but more more punk like in my opinion, or maybe more new wave-ish. Yeah, that's just a fairy tale. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of that older goth stuff did lean more on the new wave side, but. If you were if you were to go like a full on new wave, but still hold on to that uh, um, the dark imagery in the lyrics, just like candy coated macabre <laughs> imagery. <laughs> Think of the Cure, you know. Right. That's what this kind of reminded me of was the Cure. But another weird thing about this was it's sort of the uh, new wave, dark wave, gothic version of uh, punk rock girl. Okay. By the Dead Milkmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's still got very much the same tone. And I assume the Dead Milkmen are also from the Midwest. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm going down on a limb there. But I listened to that song yesterday. I showed it to my roommate because uh, she was told, yeah, I got called a punk rock girl uh, at the bar the other night. Oh, really? Funny thing, you should mention that. <laughs> I showed it to her. It was like, you're going to love this. It's a funny video. That's awesome. Yeah. And much like the song, it isn't exactly punk, at least not in the traditional sense of the word. Right. It's not the first thing you you think of in that music. Like, if you think punk, you don't think, you know, the sound that we just heard. And you don't think the sound of what, whatever the fuck Dead Milkman is. Right. <laughs> really weird sort of alt-rock, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's my little uh, two cents on that one. Uh, I guess other than the fact that I guess I forgot to mention that this song is good. I, I like, like it, it too. And you said it kind of sounded like The Cure. And what it made me think is, do you think The Cure would have been as big as they were if their name were Toilet Rats? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at that time. Not at that period. You're, you're probably right. But I like it. Toilet Rats works now. Go check out Toilet Rats 3 and you can go check out the rest. They do have a Bandcamp page. Again, they're from Minneapolis. That was Malgoth. Eric, we are on to Worker and Parasite. We have played this band before. I just love the whole concept of, of what they do. Uh, first, I'm going to play you uh, the name of the single that they're going to be releasing. is called Econ Sopro. And it is a part of, uh, you know, I'll read more because I, I like to read exactly the way they wrote certain things. Yeah. And for obvious reasons. But... Uh, Essentially, they're going to be releasing a, a five-track EP at some point later on this year, and this is gonna this is the first of those tracks. So they did send a few other things along with it. I'm going to play them first. This is the Econ SoPro campaign ad, which is another Don. Uh, let's see, that cuts out a few of the words right there. Another Don in our nation. Okay, that well, that was. Didn't cut out that much. Another dawn in our nation. Here's the Econ SoPro campaign ad. Here we go. It's another dawn in our nation. Today more people will go to work than ever before, many to multiple jobs. With interest rates so low, investors will be able to grow their rental portfolios with confidence and ease. With a free market thanks to deregulation, our entrepreneurs and businessmen will decide on industrial conditions and expand the private sector. This afternoon thousands of young couples will be married. With our tight borders and sensible immigration policy, their way of life will be secure. It's another door in our nation. 
and under strong and sensible leadership, our nation is strong, secure, and wealthy. Econ Sopro. Safe and centered. All right. So, uh, just pay attention to everything that we've got going on. This is going to take a few minutes, probably. So, the band Worker and Parasite, we've played them before. They're from Melbourne, in Australia. They are an artist collective known as Worker and Parasite. Uh, they are party music for the proletariat. Uh, the syndication of Worker and Parasite has been sanctioned and ratified by the Ministry of Social Cohesion to provide authorized entertainment and promote ideological unity amongst current and prospective party members. I want to be, I I'm, feel like I'm a prospective party member. <laughs> uh, Econ SoPro, this track represents one of five lessons selected to feature on an extended play audio tape for the further education of party members and prospects regarding the endemic nature of neoliberal capitalist democracies. So the, the current pro projections indicate a release of mid-2022, so hopefully sometime this summer, and it is pending all applicable party approval protocols. If you want to check out a video for the track, Econ SoPro, I recommend it. It's on YouTube. Just look it up. You should be able to find it. Uh, I love The video was great, too. So here, there's a press release that comes along with Econ SoPro. It's about a minute long, so let's listen to the press release. Announcement for the information of party members. The artistic collective known as Worker and Parasite have been authorized to release a new item for the entertainment and education of party members. The work, Econ SoPro, takes aim at the aspirational class. These reformists hold the contradictory view that a society can effectively pursue progressive ideals whilst allowing the capitalist class to remain intact. This is a dangerous falsehood which must be resisted without exception. EconSopro has been designed in accordance with approved party protocols to educate party members to identify this insidious form of conservatism and its inevitable consequences. In order for the party to prevail, this message must be spread far and wide. Failure to adhere to these instructions will attract enhanced scrutiny from the Department of Compliance. In solidarity and perpetuity. Well. That is the, the press release. So one last thing I'm going to read. Econ SoPro aims to incite a broad and determined resistance against the staggering cognitive dissonance of the aspirational class. In order for the party to prevail, this message must be spread far and wide. Eric, we're going to get into the track. Econ SoPro, this is Worker and Parasite. Fair warning. I am a realist. Can't be wrong while my heart burns for the masses I'm all for change, but I don't like matches And what I say has more meaning than your actions Now, let me be clear, I don't oppose the idea Of equal rights, neutral flights, and fighting third world flights But disobedience does not make sense in a present tense While we have NGOs to do what all 
goes too far, too far, far out. name of the band right now but just that weird little uh uh that adjunct structure that's just like it reminds me of i can't remember if it's a band or a song but i'm at a loss right there (laughs) but yes that style is just a that kind of jumpy style beat and just the guitars that mirror that and and yeah, his talk singing behind that. Right. It just, uh, I wasn't quite paying attention to the lyrics, but given the given the background and just the overall presentation of the, at least musically, and just kind of his enunciation, it just veers on the side of parody. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, that was what I got from it. And... Uh, probably the most unique thing that's going to be played on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I played Molgoth right before that. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're kind of going uh, all around the all around the border here. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, spread the ma- the message far and wide to the masses. That comes out. You'll be able to get your hands on it. Check it out on May 6th. The single, that is. And again, sometime mid-year, you'll there'll be a five-track EP. So be on the lookout. I recommend going over to YouTube and watching that video. Econ SoPro again. That is the artistic collective known as Worker and Parasite. Eric, let's play some stuff that isn't necessarily new, or in this case, just isn't new. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not new. Uh, I guess in a way, it is very well known. Yes. At least the composer of the song is well known. Right. But it's a very interesting take on one of her most well known songs. That artist is none other than Laura Jane Grace. Yes, we all know Laura Jane Grace, the lead singer for Against Me, the only original member left. She's right. been carrying this band ever since ever since nineteen ninety nine, during the initial inception of the band. And they are still going strong to this day with Everything that they have accomplished, both personally and commercially. 
you'd be you'd be surprised what uh, uh, all the hits that they have churned out, right? And as many many songs that they've accumulated the uh, for the past what is it now twenty years? About twenty three years. Yeah, twenty three years. Damn, it's quite a lifespan for a punk rock band, right? Uh, so yeah, against me, one of the best uh, bands in. In punk rock spectrum, definitely one of the more important ones. Really bringing the whole acoustic punk, punk style into uh, into the mainstream minds, pretty much. Right. Although they did do the whole uh, Dylan Goes Electric in their very next album, but they still hold true to their roots. They still got a lot of good stuff. I already talked about them, uh, both with Reinventing, Reinventing Axl Rose and As the Eternal Cowboy. I played both songs from both of those albums on this show. Even a even a track from New Wave, and I will be playing more to come. But for now, this is just Laura Jane Grace solo, and this was a this was a song that she did during the Nervous Energies sessions, and they were just uh, just little videos of her performing uh, performing tracks that were at the time unheard. They had not been performed, and were slated to be future against me tracks. At least this one was. Um. And yeah, it was just her and her acoustic guitar. And this was also right before she came out as transgender. So this was basically this was basically released while she was still under the moniker Tom Gable. Okay. And was identifying as a male. Like I said, this is pre this is pre-transition. And the song that she uh played, this was my introduction to the song Black Me Out, which came out on the uh uh <laughs> What is it? That next album. Okay. <laughs> At the time, the next album, Transgender Dysphoria Blues. And you could just feel the angst and just the uncertainty behind her voice when she's playing this one acoustic. And this is the one that really stuck to me. When the album did eventually come out, I have my, uh, it had its highs and lows. Overall, I was like, on the fence about it. Okay. I mean, I was super hyped when it came out. I really loved it. There's a lot of good tracks on that one, but the production did not lend itself to the energy of those songs. It could have been, it just lacked the youthful energy, the same vibrancy that you got in their earlier work. I mean, even the previous album before that, White, uh, what was it, White Crosses? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. I get the titles mixed up with the song titles. Um <clears throat> Yeah, even that one had more of its uh, uh, more of its uh, useful punk rock guff <laughs> in a, in its own way, but this one just felt this was Laura Jane's Grace first time in the producer's chair, and a lot of the songs really just uh, kind of fell flat. Uh, okay. They should have been met with a lot more aggression in some, and some more angst in the other, and just a just some more overall power. Okay. Yeah, and Black Me Out was one of those that really fell short. Ironically, the non-electric one, the acoustic one, has more oomph to it than the electric one that came out on the on the album TDB. We'll say that. Yeah, TGDB. Okay. Just to shorten it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've gone on about it enough. Here is the Laura Jane Grace solo acoustic version of Black Me Out.
Precursors to what was going to become one of the most pivotal albums in uh, Against Me's career. Right. Yep. Maybe not so much musically, but definitely lyrically, and uh, and just just as much soul bearing as there was, and it really made you go back and listen to uh, the rest of Against Me's uh, Against Me's albums, as well as some of their uh, their uh, B side acoustic stuff. Like, what was the, oh man, yeah, the Eternal Cowboy EP that came out with all the acoustic versions of their songs. Right. And and she even released some acoustic ones that were, you know, slated to be on the transgender release. And, and yeah, you could just hear the, you could just kind of hear that there was something about to happen with who was then known as Tom Gable. Right. And what's funny is, uh, this is how I learned about transgender dysphoria. I just remember looking on their Facebook and I saw, wait a minute, 
who is that? That's not Tom. That looks like somebody different. And then I looked up their Wikipedia and it said, Laura Jane Grace. Who is this Laura Jane Grace figure? Right. And how did she, how did she replace Tom Gable? Only to find out that she was Tom Gable. And I mean, was in both senses of the word. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay then. Well, just as long as the vocals stay the same, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but yeah, it was a big uh, wake-up call. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a thing. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> so that's when I that's when the door opened up on uh, that end, and I became enlightened. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yep, punk rock teaches you something new every day. It sure does. You just have to look for it. Yep. So, so yeah, that was the uh, the version of Black Me Out I prefer the most. Um, yeah, the only other the only other version I could say really holds a lighter to this one would be the live version, because you know it doesn't it's not so overtly overproduced, <laughs> <laughs> and you and yeah, the energy isn't drowned out by all the little uh, wishy washy, um, safe production, I guess. <sighs> Yeah, I've gone on about it long enough. Dustin? <laughs> Let's get into some Mad Mulligans. We're going to do, instead of an older, lesser-known track, we're going to do a fundraiser track. So Mad Mulligans, back in March, they were a part of a compilation that was put together by Socks On Records, which is based out of the UK. The name of the compilation is called Standing With Ukraine. It's a benefit compilation. Uh, you should go over to the SocksOnRecords.Bandcamp.com uh, Bandcamp page. They are from Kings Lynn in UK, if you're curious as to where Socks On Records are from. There are 41 tracks. They're only charging £5. All money is going to uh, the UK arm of a charity of the Red Cross that will be providing help to the victims of illegal invasion in Ukraine. I know this might seem a little dated. I should have got to it a little sooner. I apologize. But still, nonetheless, it is still going on. Mm-hmm. So so all the more reason that we should be drawing attention to it. Absolutely. Not just right when it first happened, but continue to. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool bands that are a part of that uh, compilation Obviously, we're going to play some Mad Mulligans here, but we've played several bands that are on Horn and Hoof Records that are also on here, such as Trophy Jump, Rights of Hata, Hummer, Glue Ear, uh, Mark Murphy and The Meds. We've played several bands, Tio Rico, uh, a lot of cool stuff, and so many others. You can go check out Five Pounds. And they, as with Bandcamp, very seldom is there like a fixed dollar amount where you can only pay a certain amount, right? Yeah. If you want to pay more, again, all of the money on top of that as well is still going to go to the, the Red Cross there to help the victims of illegal invasion in Ukraine. So go over to the Bandcamp page, Socks On Records. Uh, the track we are going to play, you can check it out, and then you go check out that compilation if you have not already. It was released back on March 3rd, so it's already been out for you know, month and a half. Mad Mulligan's Long Way Home is the track. We've played the band so many times, but if for some reason you forgot, it's members of Craze, American Eagle, Dark Side NYC, and Schism. Speaking of Schism, Wynn is the one doing vocals on this track. So here we go. It's Mad Mulligan's Long Way Home.
Now it sounds like we're getting back to basics. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I came right out of the gate with my uh, with my token hardcore track. Right? And now you came back in with your token skinhead track. There you go. <laughs> but I had to mix it up. Uh, a lot of cool stuff to play. I want to thank everybody that shares the stuff, the, the collective for sharing that stuff from uh, Worker and Parasite. And thank Albie for sharing that Mad Mulligan's stuff with us. Also, go check out the Socks on Records compilation, SocksOnRecords.bandcamp.com. Go check it out there. Again, 5 pounds, 41 tracks. That's a lot. Damn. That's uh, goddamn. <laughs> right? <laughs> Double it, put 10, and you're still getting a, a steal. It's like a quarter of a track, even at 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. All right, well, that was that portion of the show. That was a fundraiser track. Before we get into some great albums, let's get into some live shows. Eric, been to any live shows in the last week? Uh, attended? Yes. Fucking played one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about it. That was the only show I attended. I mean, I kind of attended it. I just played right in the middle. <laughs> that was the uh, Slug Localized. Yep, Slug Localized, the monthly showcase they do for a uh, for any selectively chosen local bands. Nice. <laughs> and mine happened to be chosen for April. I already uh, I already talked about that. Um, if you want to read the interview, the very abridged interview, like we. We talked for over an hour. <laughs> Basically, how it started was like he asked a question. We talked for twenty minutes, and then it was like, "Okay, you got something else to ask us?" <laughs> I'm like, "That's how interviews should go." But 
Uh, but the thing was, I carried it. Nice. <laughs> and, and why not? I mean, I've been there since the beginning. Right. I created this. <laughs> okay. I already said I wasn't going to talk about it, and whoops, I started talking about it. Let's talk about the show. The show, unfortunately, had to land on a day where two others were going on. I already told you last week, there was the band Wayfarer that played at Ace's High Saloon, where uh, our friends in Sacrilegion were opening. So, all the metalheads went to that show. And I was like, okay, well, we might get a few punks. Uh, Nix that idea. (laughs) They were, uh, some punks were playing at, uh, what was it? The, not the Gold Blood, used to be Gold Blood, Black Lung. Okay. At the Black Lung Society that included Snake Eyes and Narc, among others. But I'm like, okay, well, all the punks are going to be going to that show, so who the fuck is left? <laughs> Just some of our very close friends and uh, and my folks, they were there. Awesome. And, uh, and yeah, whoever was showing up to see In Your Grave and Suffocator. So, yeah, it was kind of a sparse attendance, which, uh, you, you know, it kind of sucked, but you kind of expected that. But what's weird is uh, Slug Localized used to be on Thursday nights. Oh. Yeah. I don't know when they made the switch, and I don't exactly know why. I mean, I can guess why. As you know, it's Friday. Everybody's out. Yeah, I know. And everybody is doing a show on Friday. (laughs) You bastards. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. It was still a fun show. Let's talk about Suffocator. They came out. They killed it. They were the first... Yeah, they were the first. They were the opener. And the thing was, they uh, jumped on the show, not exactly last minute, but they were replacing a band that was supposed to be playing, a band called Mummy, who are a metal band. They are a good metal band. They're really cool. I recommend listening to them. Um, But they dropped off the show for, uh, uh, we really don't know the reason. And that was when, uh, um, that was when the, uh, the editor hit me up saying, hey, do you know any local bands that want to get on this show? I'm like, well, you just <laughs> opened the floodgates, so give me a minute. <laughs> so I just gave her a list of bands who were interested, and then Suffocator came up. It was like, you know what? I was just talking with the Suffocator guys. Maybe we should have them. Yes, get them. They they deserve it. <laughs> I love those guys. We were there when they played their first show with uh, 200 stab wounds. So that was a... So it was cool, kind of keeping it all inclusive, all in the family. And Snuff, they are a great band. I cannot I cannot say enough good things about those guys. They are heavy, they are simple, they have a song about they have a song about their dirty room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I said simple, I mean simple. Uh, but they're great. They're really great. And then uh eh, we'll we'll save us for last. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, in your grave, they closed out the set and yeah, they have such a precise sound. They have they have it mixed up with a, a kind of a digital format to really add some uh, uh, some overlaying effects to the guitar. And it's just one guitar too. You wouldn't know it by listening to them, but it is one guitar. We're talking about a Pantera style lineup here. Wow. Yep. Yeah, one guitar and of course the bass that you're going through an effects board. I saw the effects board. It is just this big cabinet with a lot of little flashing lights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they killed it. They are a they are a really great band. I love I love seeing them perform. It was my first time listening to them. 
And yeah, I gotta say, I think I'm gonna go and listen to them some more. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, In Your Grave really kicked ass. Um, now let's get to uh, the, the midsection of the show. <laughs> we played second. And uh, yeah, you know what? We actually did a pretty decent job. Okay. Um, our new drummer, Sydney, she's really coming into her own. On this uh, new set, she's getting a lot more comfortable with the songs and playing them live. She was a lot more in the pocket this time around rather than the first time. So I'm like, okay, third time's a charm. When we play our next show, uh, which is General Violence Conference on the 30th at the Beehive. I'm plugging it. <laughs> 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 then she should be a little bit more uh, tightened up. Awesome. And her uh, fiancé was side stage filming the whole show. So if you go on uh, her Instagram, I'm going to see if we can have it posted on ours. You can see not the entirety of our set. A few minutes at the beginning were cut out, and probably for the best, but I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but the rest of the set is on there. You can watch the side stage performance and get an idea of what was, uh, of what was going on. And we had people moving, and uh, I was getting everybody hyped. It was pretty awesome. And... Yeah, people came up to me after the set like, you are a ter terrific showman. You really demand attention from the audience. I'm like, that's kind of what a front man does, right? Right. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm trying to do that. <laughs> so it's a good thing that it's working. <laughs> uh, anyway, what I was uh, getting at with the uh, first few minutes, I wanted to open up the set, and I did open up the set, with the Terminator 2 Judgment Day theme. Okay. You know which one I'm talking about. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's just such an intense opening. I love it. And what I wanted to do was uh, the final strain of the five notes, the what I just did, it repeats on itself eight times. And I wanted the last four to be us coming in with the guitars. Jing, 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 jing. Jing, 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 jing. And... Well, we kind of did it. <laughs> we were not prepared at all. We didn't have a chance to rehearse it because, um, yeah, I got a message from the from the person putting on the show. It's like, hey, are you guys on your way? It's like 5.30, almost 6. I'm like, I just got off work. Well, on your contract, it said you had to be here by 5. I just got off work at five, man. <laughs> uh, okay, we're still at the practice space. We got to load up, and then we'll get over there. I really didn't know that. There's what some time did you go on? Nine. You had to be there at five? Yeah, doors are at seven, show at eight, are set at nine. What did they want you to do, go bust tables or serve <laughs> drinks for a few hours? What's oh, going on? It was for setup and also for sound check because they were uh. backlining. And I was like, okay. This is pretty ridiculous. First of all, this is the first show, the first local show I have ever played where I had to sign a contract. <laughs> and this is also the first show where they took down my tax information. Wow, really? Yeah, really. Weird. I mean, we got a payout at the end of the show. It was $100 in a, in a check. This is the first time I ever got paid in a check for a show. <laughs> like, it's just, it was really weird. It was a... Out of water, fish out of water experience. They go, I didn't know that we were supposed to be making some deadlines. It's like, it's in your contract. Do you think I read a contract? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> we're in a band. We don't read contracts unless you're signing us to a label. And by then, we need a lawyer. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so weird, weird things on that one. But, uh, you know, despite those little shortcomings, the show went off without a hitch. Good. We were, yeah, we were, ha- we were having fun. I was having a lot of fun. You can see it in the video if and when we get a chance to post it. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, stuff is, uh, stuff is looking up for us. I want to do that Terminator theme intro again. We just have to practice it. One day. One day. One day. We got a lot of shows coming up, so it's not like we're not going to have that chance again. <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah. that's true. You got a, a couple big ones each month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of shows coming up, uh, yep. what do you do? You have any that you want to talk about, either for your bands or for any others on well, the horizon? Okay, yeah. Like I said, our next show is going to be the thirtieth at the Beehive with uh, many, 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 many other bands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I post that on my uh, Facebook. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to plug them now because it's uh, it's still two weeks out. Okay. Uh, but anyway. Uh, let's see, where are we at? There, what, there is my list. Okay. Yeah, starting today on 420, Blaze It, we will be seeing Idols at the Complex. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's where we're going to be as soon as we're done recording this episode. So by the time you are hearing this episode, we will have seen Idols, and we will talk about that show next week. Yes, we will. Yes. Anyway, on the uh, 23rd, there is a couple shows. The band Invaders, who I was thought to have uh, just called it quits uh, at the first of this year. I'm talking January 1st. <laughs> they said it was their suppo- it was supposed to be their last show. But oh, right. I, I remember guess, talking about that. Yeah, but I guess they had one more in them, and I missed that show. So I, for the love of God, I am not going to miss this one. <laughs> Invaders is a great band. Anyway, they'll be playing at Aces High with uh, Swarmer and Thunderfist opening up for them. Also on the 23rd, if you uh, don't exactly like heavy music like that, there's a pop-punk show going on at the Beehive with Pink Shift, Wicked Bears, and Masking. That's Masking minus one A. Okay. (laughs) The only A. (laughs) I don't know why. Maybe they just wanted to be cool. (laughs) You know how hard it is to be pop-punk and cool. Right? (laughs) Yep. Oh, God. A few days after that, the 26th, we have the mighty Knock Loose rearing their ugly heads back in Salt Lake with Movements, Kublai Khan, and Koyo at the Complex. And on the 27th, this show is sold out, so this kind of, uh, this is kind of serving as a reminder to everyone who has their ticket, and, well, if it's a sold-out show, I doubt you'll have forgotten anyway. Right. The, the lovely, the talented... The uh, hard to pin down in any genre turnstile, along with Citizen, Ceremony, Truth Cult, Ekulu, and Coco and Claire. Quite a stacked lineup, if I do say so myself. That is a lot. That is a lot to get through. They will be playing at the Soundwell again on the 27th. So that is all the upcoming shows within the next week and a half. Awesome. I've that got, I know of. <laughs> right? I got a few that idols, uh, like you said, tonight. And then uh, they'll be doing, on April 22nd, they'll be at Coachella in California. And then they won't be back here in the States till August 30th, which they'll start in Phoenix and go through September 17th. So you'll just have to go look that up. But for us, Denver and Coachella, we got lucky. And then coming up next week, end of next week, 
All Systems Fail Mandalore. They'll be doing three shows, the 29th, 30th, and the 1st of May in Colombia. And then on May 5th, 6th, and 7th, they will be in Costa Rica. So if you're in those areas, go check out two great bands coming at you from Salt Lake. Uh, Doc, We're showing you what we got, Central America. <laughs> right? Doc Hammer's going to be doing a spring tour. Uh, April 30th started, is when they start in San Diego. They'll be in Salt Lake City on May 9th. I'll talk more about that as it comes up. But they'll be ending their tour in Phoenix, Tucson area on May 14th. So we'll talk more about that. But if you're in Los Angeles, Anaheim, Oakland, Sacramento, Portland, Seattle, Wenatchee. Well, I don't know what that is. Wenatchee. Wenaki. Wanaki, there you go. Boise, Rock Springs, Laramie, Fort Collins, and Albuquerque. You'll get to go see Doc Hammer. We'll talk more about that next week here in Salt Lake. Another show on the lighter side of things, as Eric said, more you know, as far as pop punk goes. If you go to a bar named Sue on Saturday, April 23rd, it'll be a free show with Racist Kramer and Pirates of the Promised Land. They're in Redemption vinyl release because they're vinyl, which I pre-ordered back when it came out last year in July. It's finally arrived because vinyl takes fucking forever now. But Barnum <laughs> Sue on Highland Drive, you can go check out Racist Kramer. Go see CJ and the boys. Uh, this week it is going to be uh, this coming Saturday, which is the 23rd. And you'll get to, where the fuck is this? Cherry Street Station. So that is in Connecticut. Uh, you'll get to see the Abductors, the Welch Boys, the Simulators, and the Agonizers. It's 10 bucks. starts at 8 p.m. So if you're there in Connecticut, you should definitely go see that because all those bands are great. I've seen two of them already. Did I see the Agonizers? I can't remember if I saw the Agonizers. That sounds terrible. I don't think I did. How's that? <laughs> uh, there'll be a free show in Valencia, uh, California, Valencia Street, San Francisco, California. And it is going to be Sunday, May 1st. So you got a week and a half to, to plan for it. But it's a free show, but it's 21 and older. Starts at 6. The Complicators, Grossero, Mentor, and Losers. So you can go check out all those bands. Uh, for free on Sunday, as long as you're over 21. And finally, Lion's Law, Casualties, they will be, they're starting to wrap up what's left of their tour. Today is the 20th, so they, they've already performed there in Switzerland, but on the 21st, they'll be in Magenta, Italy, then Rome, Italy on the 22nd, Ferrara, Italy on the 23rd, Nova Gorica, Gorica in Slovenia, on the 24th, off on the 25th, München in Germany on the 26th, Schweinfurt, Germany on the 27th, Luzerne, Switzerland on the 28th. Then they'll wrap up the 29th, 30th, and 1st, all in Germany, Karlsruhe, Ruhe, <laughs> Weinheim, and Berlin in that order. That'll be the last update on those because I think we'll pretty much be over by next week. So the casualties, Lions Law, they toured all throughout Europe. Hopefully you had a uh, the ability to check that out because those are two phenomenal bands right there. Oh, and finally, before I forget, because I remember last week I had to check on a different source, Bad Assets have two shows coming up on the 29th and the 30th. The Let's see. The 29th is Bad Assets, the Old Breed, AKG, EKG rather, Frente Norte, and Rat Trap. Ask a punk if you want to know where to go. 
Six bucks. It's Friday, April 29th at 6 p.m. So track down one of those bands uh, if you want to know where to go. And that one is at a DIY place in Toledo, Ohio. And then Nico's 30th birthday at Double Play Saloon, which will be Saturday the 30th. Double Play Saloon, I am quite sure, is Chicago. It sure is at Blue Eye Double Play Saloon. The bands are Substitute Prostitute, The Ridgelands, Bad Assets, and Fighting for Scraps. So that is what I've got for shows. Eric, I think we've done the shows. Let's get into the album. we got a show to get to ourselves, so let's get into that album. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, this album, it's been a... It's been a not a long time coming, but I have been sitting on it for quite some time, and I figured now is the time to talk about it. The reason why it's not exactly a long time coming is it's only a few months old. In fact, it is it is four almost five months old right now. Okay. Yeah. The album in question is the last album from Comeback Kid. Okay, not last, last. Just the, <laughs> the latest. The most recent. Most recent. That is Heavy Steps. <laughs> yeah. Heavy Steps at Hollow Ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been listening to that one a lot. This is a, this is an album that feels like a return to form for Comeback Kid. Um, I, I talked about him a few times on this show, especially when I uh, uh, talked about my favorite album by theirs, Wake the Dead. And I played my favorite song off of this record for... Uh, as a new track a fucking bunch of episodes ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly which one, but uh, but yeah, you can listen to it or listen to this whole album. You Come should. back, kid. Dead on the Fence. Eric played it on episode 249, which was the very beginning of February. Yep. There you go. Yeah, so it was only a couple weeks old at that point. But yeah, Dead on the Fence, that thing is a brutal, brutal song. And Come Back Kid is a very brutal band. And... And yeah, they've been uh, they've been through some uh, lineup changes, especially with their uh, singer Scott Wade having uh, left the band. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then their drummer just comes forward and becomes the singer. Okay. So, and and yeah, that was uh, that was in the time I think it was around two thousand four, and then they released a few albums after that. There was uh, Broadcasting, and then Symptoms and Cures, and then Die Knowing. Good albums in their own right, but they didn't quite hit the same mark as their first two, Dino, not Die Knowing, uh, Turn It Around, and Wake the Dead. So, and then the album they put out uh, before this one, The Outsider. <laughs> oh man, that was, uh, that was Comeback Kid going a little too soft, a little closer <laughs> to Stick to Your Guns territory. It sounded like a great Stick to Your Guns record, but... This isn't STYG. It is Comeback Kid. What the fuck are you doing? So this was a nice refresher. They are back with that same attitude, that same aggression that they that they had when they were first starting out. And just the instrumentation in this record, oh, forget it. It is just so lovely. There's all the little melodic parts. There's all the little heavy parts. There's a little bit of both thrown in there. And... Yeah, I talked about it enough. Let's talk about some of these uh, songs that are coming out. This is the song Crossed. has a little bit of metal in there. You can hear it right in the intro. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> All I can say is it's beautiful. It's heavy. It's something that is a... 
It's something that you think of when you think of Comeback Kid. So here we are, Crossed. about that song they enlisted the french musician joe duplantier okay yeah you know who that is he is the singer and guitarist of gojira oh cool yep they uh they described it as like having a needing a really menacing presence for this one as it is one of their more straight up hardcore punk rock songs i mean you can hear it and he just has such a menacing scream and you may not be able to hear it first time around, but this time around, I'm like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he laid down a few guitar tracks. I'm, I'm not sure on that front, but he definitely is indeed on this track in some way, shape, or form. That's cool. I mean, yeah. So there was that one. But yeah, like I said, Comeback Kid is more known for being a more melodic hardcore band. So 
with still that heavy edge on there. And you did kind of hear it on that one. But as I just said, that one's more of a straightforward hardcore song. The other song that I decided, there was a couple I was going through. And this is the one that I went with, and that's Stand Still. Stand Still, it has a lot of, uh, has a lot of those little poppy inflections, those sing-along choruses, and just the... And just the overall shouting and themic uh, portions that just really kind of garner that old school, hardcore, menacing <laughs> participation. So, like I said, this is a return to form, in my opinion, for Comeback Kid. I mean, they haven't changed their sound all too much, save for the, uh, the previous album. <laughs> <laughs> but the energy is back in there at full force. And with these guys, uh, you know, in their 30s, I think... Some of them might be in their 40s. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, they've been a band for a while, you know? And you kind of uh, average it out. You know, you start a band, you're like in your 20s or late teens, just early adulthood, and you've been a band for 20 years. That kind of adds up. So right. it's like, yeah, 40s. It's a fair, <laughs> it's a fair assessment. Uh, regardless, um, yeah, to quote an older, much older punk, uh, what Ian Mackay said, a minor threat is not how old I am, it's how old I feel. Right. <laughs> yep. And so many pucks took that to heart, and yeah, the results speak for themselves. Um, but I'm getting off track here. Here is uh, one of the new songs, the more melodic bits from this album, from Comeback Kid. This is Stand Still.
See what I mean? That's just more of a that's just more of a straightforward fucking uh, punk rock anthem, right? Yeah, and it's uh, it's definitely not feigning those uh, dark lyrics. There are still very there is still very much uh, very much to be had in dark subjects in Comeback Kids uh, catalog. So yeah, I'm really impressed with this record. It's already on the list for uh, best records of this year. And yeah, as for best records of last year, we're we're getting to that. We're getting to that. We're a little late to the party, but right. But that's because we had a lot to go through, you know, a lot to really think about of all the LPs and all the EPs and all the DPs and all the PPs. <laughs> had to get we had to go through everything. Make no stir no stone unturned. I did that same thing. I finally scrapped mine together just a couple weeks ago and threw it over on Punkinoy Worldwide. So if you haven't checked mine out, you can if you're curious on what I thought was the best. But it's there, and we're going to get to Eric's soon. we got to fit it in when we're not doing interviews, and we don't have shows like Idols to get to as soon as we're done. <laughs> right. I mean, I have my list. I have my list of EPs and LPs. And right now, I just got to choose uh, which songs to... Uh, to showcase on that one, and I've already been going. Th- I've already been mulling it over in my head. I just got to figure out uh, what's what. There you go. Because <laughs> some of these albums I played a lot off of, so <laughs> uh, you might get some repeats in there. Because you know, good fucking songs, man. Right. <laughs> They're great albums and great artists. Well, the album I picked for this one it is a live album. I don't typically pick a lot of live music, uh, you know, because I think you should go experience it yourself, but. Uh, this particular band is from uh, Goi- Goiânia, Brazil. And I don't know if I'm saying that right at all, but the band is Insanidade. And I don't know if I'm saying that right at all, but Lucas, <laughs> we, we've played the band before. Uh, Lucas does a great job of sharing his band's music with us. Uh, it's a cool band. It's live album. They have a new lineup, and that's what they did the live album with. The official release for that live album was April 1st of this year, so it is brand new in Portuguese, because they are from Brazil. Insanidade. Yeah, it was kind of close. Insanity. Insanidaddy. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) If you're saying it like you're from where we're from, yes, basically that's what it is. But insanity is what it translates to into English. Uh, The album, again, live album, there was 10 tracks. When you do a live album, even though I think they only have two previous albums before that, but it's almost like your greatest hits, right? Because that's what you're doing in the live show. You're playing all the tracks that you think, as a band anyway, are your best or that you think the the, the people watching are going to enjoy the most too. Mm-hmm. And, I can, uh, and I can attest on a few live albums, sometimes the songs are much better than in the studio recording. You talked about that earlier today. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I'll probably be talking about it more. <laughs> I played a few live tracks on here. I think the one that comes to mind is uh, uh, Dropkick Murphy's Workers song that I played on Labor Day last year. Awesome. Or not on Labor Day, but around Labor Day. Right. It's a holiday song. <laughs> well, 
Let's get into this. We're going to play a couple tracks from Insanidad Live. That is the name of the album. Uh, the first track we're going to play is Seven Days High. You will probably hear a few b people clapping. Remember, it's live. I ran for the punk. I ran for the punk rock, baby. Seven Days High, which was track two on that particular set. So uh, I kind of played them out of order. I didn't want to play anything. Or, sorry, track three, not track two uh, on that set. But I am going to skip one track, and we're going to jump over to the other track that we will play here called Set Me Free. Again, they did have ten tracks. Go go check out their live set on Sandadare Live. Hopefully I'm saying that right. And again, remember... Uh, the new lineup is the one that is performing the live album here. The live album's new, just came out on the first of this month. Thank you again to Lucas for sharing it with us. Let's check out one more from the live album here, Set Me Free.
man, a lot of sweeps in that, <laughs> in that solo, but I welcome it. Nice. <laughs> like, holy shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, they did a great job. Go check out Asandadari from Brazil. Uh, go check out that live album and go check out their other albums. Uh, again, they have a new lineup, but uh, I would hope that we would get to see more. And Lucas is awesome, shares stuff with us. So next mm-hmm. time uh, they do release something, I will definitely get it here. Play it on the show. Eric, let's wrap up the show. We got a show to get to. What do you got for some non-punk music to wrap up the show with? Well, some non-punk music. I'm doing this in my excitement for a tour that is coming up, not for a while. It's coming up at the end of summer, like a late August, early September. Okay. And they are two of the New York hip-hop greats, one being Wu-Tang Clan awesome. and the other being Nas. Though they may not have been around since the inception of hip hop, is particularly in New York, but you'd be damned to talk about hip hop and not mention either one of those groups right. or artists or whatever. Nas is a his own rapper, so I already played Wu Tang on here before. Uh, it was when we just started uh, uh, opening up the non punk rock track things. It used to just be strictly metal. Now it is everything. Yes. Yep, one of the first tracks that I chose was uh, my favorite Wu-Tang one song, The Mystery of Chess Boxing. So I figured, you know what? I've been meaning to play Nas for a minute, and I guess now is the time. <laughs> yeah, Nas, man, everybody loves Nas. Okay, maybe not everybody, but he's a bit of an underground success in the uh, hip-hop community, at least uh, in terms of uh, mainstream accolades. That's not to say he's not well-known. He has definitely made a name for himself. But I feel as if people don't talk about him as much as they do Wu-Tang or Biggie or sure. uh, anyone anyone of that caliber. But Nas is pretty damn important. Uh, yeah, he came, yeah, he came up from a, uh, a pretty rough upbringing. He was, uh, you know, his dad was a musician. He was a jazz player. He actually played the trumpet. But he wasn't exactly getting paid the best, so very poverty-stricken. He made his living up. Uh, Nas made his living from the streets, playing the crack game. Yeah, that's what was going on. That's That was the street life. That was hip-hop community back then. Pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, through that, he, was, uh, he found himself in a lot of rap circles, doing a lot of uh, freestyling, and just... Uh, and eventually people were like, you got to lay down a record, man. Lay down, lay down a mix, lay down a tape. And it came out in the form of Illmatic, his first... His debut. Yes, first debut. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, his first album, Illmatic, and it is a hip-hop gem. It is so good. It is front to back. It is just solid. And it's uh, it's not overblown. It's not in-your-face style hip-hop. It is actually more or less really reserved, but it it really gets its point across. There's a lot of great ones on there. I'm talking halftime. I'm talking... I'm talking your... Your world, I forget what I forget what the actual song is. Uh, song is titled. It's the one. Whose world is this? The world is yours. <laughs> and probably the biggest uh, song on there was the runaway single "Life's a Bitch" and then you die. That's why we get high. <laughs> Again, four twenty blazing. <laughs> yeah, that was a big one. That uh, that was the runaway single. That's what Nas was initially known for, and. Also, fun fact, there is a trumpet solo in the end of that specific song. Oh, cool. And that is the 
that was his dad. He oh, brought awesome. his dad on his first record just to be like, I need you to really bring this song home in this kind of a New York jazzy style way. That's awesome. Yeah. However, as I said, I played my favorite Wu-Tang track. And now in the light of this uh, recent tour that is uh, the recent tour announcement, I'm going to play my favorite Nas song. And it happens to be the opening track from this album. Well, after the intro, the Genesis, it's New York State of Mind. I got nothing to say about it. Just listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And yo, black, it's time. Word. Word is timing. It's time, man. Alright, begin. Yeah. Straight out the fucking dungeons of rap. But fake niggas don't make it back. I don't know how to start this. No. Rappers are monkey flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking, musician, inflicting composition of pain. I'm like Scarface sniffing cocaine, holding an M16. See, with the pen, I'm extreme. Now, bullet holes left in my peak holes. I'm suited up with street clothes. Hand me a nine and out the feet froze. Y'all know my stilo, with or without the airplay. I keep some E&J sitting bent up in the stairway. I either on the corner betting grants with the CeeLo champs. Laughing at base heads, trying to sell some broken amps. G-packs get off quick forever. Niggas talk shit, reminiscing about the last time the task force flipped. Niggas be running through the block shooting. Time to start the revolution, catch a body head for Houston. Once they caught us off guard, the Mac 10 was in the grass. And I ran like a cheetah with thoughts of an assassin. Picked the Mac up, told brothers back up. The Mac spit, lead was hitting niggas. One ran, I made a backflip. Heard a few chicks scream, my arms shook, couldn't look. Gave another squeeze, heard it click. Yo, my shit is stuck, tried to cock it, it wouldn't shoot. Now I'm in danger. Finally, Pulled it back and saw three bullets caught up in the chamber So now I'm jetting to the building lobby And it was full of children probably couldn't see as high as I be It's like the game ain't the same Got younger niggas pulling the triggers Bringing fame to their name and claim some corners Crews without guns or corners In broad daylight, stick up kids, they run up on us Four fives and gauges, max and fat Same niggas that catch you back to back Snatching your cracks in black Yo, is a snitch on the block getting niggas knocked So hold your stats to the coke price I know this crackhead who says she gotta smoke nice rock And if it's good, you bring your customers and measurement plots But yo, you gotta slide on a vacation Inside information keeps large niggas erasing and they wild spacing It drops deep as it does in my breath I never sleep, cause sleep is the cousin of death Beyond the walls of intelligence, life is defined I think of crime when I'm in a New York state of mind State of mind That I'm a gangster, drinking my wet, holding text, making sure the cash came correct. Then I step investments in stock, sewing up the box to sell rocks. Winning gunfights with mega cops, but just a nigga walking with his finger on the trigger. Make enough figures until my pockets get bigger. I ain't the type of brother made for you to start testing. Give me a Smith and Wesson, I have niggas undressing. Thinking of cash flow, Buddha and shelter. Whenever frustrated, I'ma hijack Delta and the PJs. My blend tape plays, bullets are strays. Young bitches is crazy. Each block is like a maze full of black rats trapped. Plus the album is packed. From what I hear in all the stories, when my peoples come back black, I'm living where the nights is jet black. The fiends fight to get cracked. I just max. I dream I can sit back and lamp like Capone with drug strips on. All the legal luxury life rings flooded with stones. Homes, I got so many rhymes, I don't think. I too sane. Life is parallel to hell, but I must maintain. It be prosperous, though we live dangerous. 
his cops could just arrest me Blaming us were held like hostages It's only right that I was born to use mics And the stuff that I write is even tougher than dice I'm taking rappers to a new plateau Through rap slow My rhyming is a vitamin Hell without a capsule The smooth criminal on beat breaks Never put me in your box if your shit eats tape The city never sleeps Full of villains and creeps That's where I learned to do my hustle Had to scuffle with freaks I'm an addict for sneakers Twenties of Buddha and bitches with beepers In the streets I could greet ya About blunts I teach ya Inhale deep like the words of my breath I never sleep Cause sleep is the cousin of death I lay puzzle as I backtrack to earlier times Nothing's equivalent to the New York state of mind New York state of mind Yeah, first song that I heard from Nas, and yeah, as soon as I heard that, I was hooked. <laughs> I just love that, I just love that fucking, uh, that misanthropic beat in the background. It's just so, it's so menacing in its way, just kind of, uh, kind of perpetrates that, uh, that feeling of being on the New York streets. That's just what it feels like. <laughs> And, and yeah, just uh, Nas carrying that with each verse, like the way he projects himself, man, he just has, you just sense the disdain and the aggression in his voice. The other funny thing was like, uh, you hear in the beginning, he's like, I don't know how to start this shit. He really didn't know how he was like, uh, fuck it. I'm just going for it. And yeah, he laid down that first verse, just totally ad-libbed. He was freestyling through not all of it, but most of it. Wow. And he just kind of kept going with the flow right there. That's cool. So, yeah. Give your respect to Nas. Go see him. He's not coming here in Salt Lake. Like, they're not touring here properly, but they're playing in Phoenix. You bet your ass I'm going to get my ass down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, there's some Nas for you. Awesome. Well, I'm going in a completely different direction than that, but a similar direction that I've been going on. Uh, <laughs> this band I'm going to play, Dry Kill Logic. They are considered new metal slash groove metal. Not I, completely the opposite direction. <laughs> it is hip-hop influenced, new metal as a whole. True. We'll, we'll see what you think uh, when we start playing. Are you familiar with Dry Kill Logic? Uh, familiar with the name, but not the music. Okay, that's what you've said on a few, and I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of these bands, their names existed in the background for me. I was right. a little... Late to the party on the new metal scene. <laughs> then again, I was right in time for the metalcore scene, but I did not dis—I did not hop on that train. <laughs> so, uh, whoops. <laughs> well, Dry Kill Logic, they're also from New York, like Nas, but they're from Westchester County. And the band, they were initially called uh, Hinge, but they were forced to change the name to Hinge AD and then finally to Dry Kill Logic before they released this album, which is called The Darker Side of Nonsense. Uh, somebody else already owned the copyrights to the name Hinge, so they changed it uh, when they got a record label uh, record contract with Roadrunner Records, and uh, The Darker Side of Nonsense was released on 
Roadrunner Records, which was originally planned for the band Hinge, which is still the same band, just under the name Dry Kill Logic. I guess they went for something that, I mean, I haven't heard anything like it since or before it. Dry Kill Logic. I don't even know what the fuck it would mean. But <laughs> uh, nonetheless, there's uh, a lot of cool tracks. I really like that album, The Darker Side of Nonsense. I think that they have put out music not too long ago. The Darker Side of Nonsense came out June 18th of 2001, so over 20 years ago. But uh, I think they've got several things released over the years since then, so you'll have to go check them out. I really liked this album. This was a period of time that I was really listening to this lot of music. That's why you'll hear the majority of these releases that I've already played and will be playing up through September or so, all through that you know, late 90s, early 2000s time frame. So from 2001, off the darker side of nonsense, let's get into the track Nightmare.
Oh, you gotta love uh, <clears throat> when they keep a uh, little, uh, uh, little uh, nuances like that <laughs> in the uh, album recordings. Right? Just kind of gives a sense of humanity in Absolutely. there. <laughs> that's a that's another similarity that we had in the in our two uh, non punk cho- choosings <laughs> this week. Right. <clears throat> also, I think I have a somewhat of an idea for a definition of what dry kill logic is. I mean, it's just the logic behind uh, killing someone and you're just, uh, you don't have a reason. Okay. Or like, you don't have a plan. It's like that, uh, what the, the ugly guy says in the good, the bad, and the ugly. When you need to shoot, just shoot. Don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have like a big James Bond monologue. Over there, you're not trying to find some fancy way to kill off your enemy. It's just dry kill logic. It's just, yep, boink. <laughs> not even a second glance. Right. <laughs> you know, the type of things that uh, uh, action movies and mob movies are parodied for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just like the, uh, the mortal enemy comes in and the hero is just looking at him like, oh, it's you. There, that's dry kill logic. <laughs> well, you got the name down. What did you think of the music? Oh, uh, the music? Yeah, I can understand the uh, groove metal side, and I can understand the new metal side. It definitely felt more like a uh, groove metal song. Like if you just take away the little uh, the overlay of the digital of the digital landscape, as well as those little uh, uh, DJ scratches I was hearing in between riffs. Yeah, it could have easily just been a uh, Pantera carbon copy. <laughs> but it did have some things like uh, uh, the hardcore pileup with the, you're a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That sounded very much like you when... Uh, worthless piece of shit. Yeah, you that one. That sounds very much like uh, when a hardcore band comes to that <laughs> hardcore rallying chant and then everyone just piles up for those mic grabs. Yeah, I can see that being a thing in a, in a hardcore setting. So if that played, if uh, Dry Kill Logic played in a room full of hardcore kids, yeah, you can see them getting down to it. Because honestly, there is a lot of hardcore out there. I think I've said this a few times. You can tell which ones ripped off Slayer and which ones ripped off Pantera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they would fit very well in that uh, in that setting. Right. I think. Well, I, I like the band. I like that track. Uh, I think they're cool. I recommend going and checking them out. I think the vocals, because uh, I think there's two, I don't know for sure, but there's two styles of vocals, whether it's the same guy or two different vocalists. That part I didn't, I, I don't know that well. One of them, though, the vocals sound a lot like Tool, like Maynard James Keenan, in my opinion, a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I couldn't tell you. I don't really listen to Tool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At <Well>, all. <laughs> that, that was uh, something I noticed uh, previously, figured I'd mention now. But now is the time to wrap up the show. Hopefully you enjoyed all of it. Hopefully you have enjoyed everything up to this point. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for checking out all the tunes. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon Music, Player, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com, plus other places. I know we're other places, but those are, those are the primaries. Go check us out somewhere other than where you've checked us out. Actually, it doesn't matter as long as you're listening. We enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah. On Instagram, at Terror Hardcore, at Toilet Rats, at Worker and Parasite Bureau, at Laura Jane Grace, at Mad Mulligans NYC, at Comeback Kid underscore HC, at Insandidad 
underscore official at Dry Kill Logic. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on my Instagram, personal Instagram, at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, as far as my band Anonymous, you can find us on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. Our Facebook is anonymous SLC. And our Bandcamp is anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. By the way, new new merch is coming. We are finally, finally getting stickers. Oh, I don't cool. know why the fuck it took us this long <laughs> to get what is essentially the first thing a new band gets in, in terms of merch. <laughs> oh, God. But we got more stuff in the works uh, when it gets uh, uh, closer to uh, being a more uh, tangible object, not just something to look forward to. Uh, then, yeah, I will announce it. In the coming days. Cool. And if you want to see the announcements, follow us. You have the information right now. Right. And if you want to buy that shit, it's on Bandcamp. Or come to our fucking shows and buy it straight from us. Come on. (laughs) Come on, people. That's how we used to do it. Right. Okay. For my other band, Heart of Dark, our Instagram is at heartofdark801slc. And our Facebook is heartofdark.slc. For my other podcast, Lead Melodies. You can find that on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. I apologize to uh, maybe the three or four people who are indeed following that as uh, there has been a sort of uh, bump in the road as far as my personal life has been concerned. Uh, For those of you who uh, know me, you know what's up. Right. Yeah. Most of you probably don't know me, <laughs> but and most of you probably aren't following this. But if you are, episode four is coming. It's just been a long time. It's been a it's been a bumpy ass road the past couple months. So, but I'm gonna be getting back into it. Don't worry. Uh, anyway, uh, you can find that podcast and more also at CirclePitRadio.com, and. Once again, you can follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook that I run for any and all upcoming shows. I've been slacking on it this week. There were just so many shows. There was one Monday. There was one last night. And there is one tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry I'm not posting as much if you are following that. But if you're not following it and you want to, it's just at SLC Hardcore. Cool. On Facebook. On Facebook, by the way. And on Facebook, the bands are found at Terror Hardcore, at Worker and Parasite Bureau, at Laura Jane Grace, at Mad Mulligans, at Comeback.Kid, Dry Kill Logic, the shows at SLC Punkcast. That is all we have. Eric, any final thoughts before we hit the road and go check out Idols? Well, like I said, there is a, there was a bit more to what I was saying as, uh, as far as live shows and presentations. Um, if you are in a band out there and you are making music and you are performing and you're having a fun time... Good, but make sure that the people who came to see you are having a fun time. I mean, that's the that's sort of the key in uh, performing. You got to make them believe that, you got to make them think, what am I getting at a live show rather than just sitting at home and listening to their LP? Right. You know, you got to be a show, man. You got to be a little bit animated. You got to have like a, you got to have personality. You got to make them feel your performance. <laughs> You know, I have my own ways of doing that. I like to I like to joke around on stage. I like to get down into the audience. I love to push them around. I love to instigate a mosh pit or three. I like doing what I do. And people have come up to me and said, you are a great performer. And I try to do that every time. So 
If you are playing live and you're not getting that much of a reaction from the crowd, they're just all kind of sitting around or they're standing around with their arms folded doing the bodyguard stance, <laughs> then make them move. Even if you have to get down there and do it yourself, <laughs> you know, demand their attention. That's what you're supposed to do as an artist. So, and that'll keep people coming back. People want to see a live show, not just listen to a, uh, to a fucking overblown, overhyped practice session. <laughs> right. So just keep that in mind. All you performers out there in music or in theater and other performance art, whatever, just make it a, make it an experience, not just a thing where you attend and you're just constantly looking at your watch. Right. So that's my, that's my little bit of wisdom for you this week. And on that note, play the fucking outro. Outro.